Those of you that are watching this morning on YouTube, Facebook, Faith TV, Belito TV, Zeno FM podcast, wherever you are today, we welcome you to CRC Durban and Belito and soon to be Hillcrest. Oh, come on, let's give them a great big welcome this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, praise him, man. Praise him. Praise him. Make a noise, a joyful noise this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited. I really am. I have got such an expectation for this Sunday and for next Sunday because I know God is going to end this year strong. God is going to end this year strong. It's still a year of divine restoration and recovery in the name of Jesus. And I want you to be ready. You know, somebody said this recently, if men don't find God, they've found nothing. Well, I thank God that I found God or that God found me. I thank God that God found me. I thank God that He touched me, that He's real to me. It's not some sort of religion. God is real. God loves you. You may be seated this morning. We've been speaking about preparing for 2022. And this is how we're going to end the year with such phenomenal praise and worship. I can't wait to how we're going to start January 2022. So we've been prepare, speaking about preparing for 2022. Get my sound right, please. And a year of many breakthroughs. And I've been talking about how we're going to live life from God's perspective. And that gives you the unfair advantage that we have to remove the limits in our lives just because our breakthrough doesn't come packaged the way we want to or expect it. That we have to hear the promise and then see the opportunity. I spoke about this last week, that can you see the cloud the size of a man's hand? Can you live with a positive expectation in a negative environment? Because that's what Christians are called to do. We're not supposed to look at the problem. We're supposed to look at the promise. We're not supposed to look at the negativity. We're supposed to declare what God says over our lives. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of many breakthroughs coming. I hear the sound of many blessings coming. I hear the sound. Like Amos says, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Are you ready for this morning? Are you ready for this morning? Because God never ends anything on a negative. God never ends anything on a negative. And if it's a negative, it's not God. He's still working. It's not time to quit. It's not time to get up, give up. Don't make your New Year's resolution next year. Well, come the 1st of January, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going I'm to start going to church again. No, you prepare now for then. Your commitment is now for then. You can't lose weight by taking a pill. You, take, you lose weight by going to the gym, eating less and watching what you eat. So you've got to prepare for it. We've got to prepare for a year of many breakthroughs. We've got to prepare for a year where blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing is coming. And it starts now. We worship now and thank Him for what He's going to do then. We honor Him now and thank Him for what He's going to do then. We are expecting now for the future. So as we pursue God's presence, we will see how God will interrupt the clock and the calendar for our breakthrough. My message simply today is keep digging. Don't quit. Keep digging. Keep on keeping on. 
Keep on worshiping. Keep on praising. Keep on serving. Keep on loving on God. Keep on obeying God. So if you've got your Bibles with you this morning, which I'm sure all of you have, turn to the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. Genesis chapter 26. Are you ready? Is your name Freddy? People look so serious this morning. What is going on? Is there something happening that I don't know about? Well, just praise Him anyway. I don't know what you're going through, but praise Him anyway. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Oh, come on, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We're not going to let circumstances, situations deter us, stop us. We're going to worship Him in the pit. We're going to worship Him in the prison. We're going to worship Him in the palace. Now that some of you are standing, let's all stand. Let's all stand for Genesis 26. We're going to honor the Word of God this morning. Reading from verse 1, it says, There was a famine in the land. There was a recession. There was a wave of a pandemic. Besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. In other words, it wasn't the first wave of corona. It wasn't the first economic recession. It wasn't the first wave only of the riots, etc., there was a wave, and then there was another wave, and then there was another wave. But the reality is we as Christians should not be fearful of what is ahead of us because of who is walking with us. We don't have to worry about the future because we know who is in control of the future. Set your mind today on God. Set your focus today on God. Life is going to throw you some things in this world, you will face tribulation, but be of good cheer. He has overcome. It's in Him that we overcome. So I'm not going to be deterred by the rumors. I'm not going to be deterred by the naysayers. I'm setting my mind on God. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. Oh, you need to underline it, highlight it, circle it, because the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. Your success and your blessing is not found in a place. If only I could move to Cape Town. Oh, it's got such a wonderful lifestyle. Your blessing isn't in Cape Town. Your blessing is in His presence. Your blessing is being where God wants you to be. That's where you find the blessing of God. How many people have I known that have moved because of a lifestyle decision and they don't go to church anymore? They're not on fire for God anymore. He says, I will be with you, dwell in this land, I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father, the promise. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven, your descendants, purpose. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed, purpose, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, purpose. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Verse 6, so Isaac dwelt in Gerar. So Glenn stayed in Durban. Jump a few verses. Why are you making us stand? Because if it was somebody special coming into the building, you would stand. 
God came in with His Word, because God and His Word are one. Verse 12, it says, Then Isaac, then Glenn, sowed in that land, committed, planted, fully persuaded, obeyed God. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Hear me today. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich and he adds no sorrow. We are going to move into a season of blessing, of breakthrough, that's going to make the Philistines envious of us. It's going to make the unsaved envious of us. It's going to make the unbeliever envious of us. It's going to make people astounded by what God is going to do in your life, in your family, in your business, in your career. You're going to see people turn. Uh, you're going to see people shocked. But listen, you've got to make a decision to commit yourself. I love that third song. We need to recommit ourselves. We need to re-surrender ourselves to Him. Because I believe God is looking for a people that are really going to serve Him. Not a people that serve Him based on their convenience and their comfort. I went into a coffee shop that I regularly go to after gym yesterday morning. You may be seated. And I went into this coffee shop yesterday. I know the owner, I've invited him a few times to church. Uh, in, in fact, yesterday I said to him, uh, Moses, um, when are you going to come to church? I come to your shop often. When are you going to come to my church? He said, deal, done deal. And it happened to be that he opened up a few minutes late. I said, why are you opening late? He said, oh, I was caught up in my prayers. You know, it's good to say a few prayers every morning. I said, I challenge you to change your prayer. Because I know your prayer is about God bless me. God look after my business. God take care of my children. When are you going to change your prayer to what would you have me do? God, I surrender. God, I resurrender. God, I give myself back to you. God, I'm really committed to you. God, I've made a decision that I'm going to obey you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to follow your presence wherever your presence may lead me. You see, we read the Bible and we see steps of obedience and steps of surrender that great men and women of God have taken. But how many of us are willing to fully surrender to God? And as we mature and as we grow and as we possess and as we get promotion, how many of us are really still willing? You are in that position you are in that job, you are in that career, you are in that family to first and foremost represent God. You are sitting in that church in Belito, you are watching on television because you are there to serve Him. I mean, do you think God is intimidated by your success? No, He's glorified. But He's blessed you to be a blessing. So maybe the first thing I want you to get this morning is follow His presence. Follow His presence. The safe place is in the presence of God. You can be out of His will, but not out of His reach. And you can, you can stumble on in life out of His will, 
but, 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 but you've got to get back to the perfect will of God. Okay, let me give it to you. I don't want to jump ahead of myself, so let me slow down. You have to follow His presence. You've got to stop trying to follow the blessings of God. We've got to stop cutting God out of the equation in our lives. And just because we faced a famine, a second wave, a third wave, the riots, it's not a reason to run. I mean, I was sitting in a place yesterday and, 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 and there was a lady sitting talking to another lady and she said, so when are you leaving? And the lady said, no, I'm leaving in, on the 17th of December, I think she said. And, and, and when are you coming back? She said, no, I don't plan to. I've got a dual passport. I'll only come back just to get my, 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 my whatever part stamp to come back and remain a citizen as well. Um, because you know, if this country was different, and, and where do you think it's better? Wh where do you think it's better? When you, when you look at an Instagram page of some island in the middle of nowhere next to nothing, and people are living under an umbrella, well, as, as romantic and ideal it looks, there's one problem. You're going to be there. And your greatest enemy is not out there. It's the enemy. As a man thinks, so is he. Huh? Huh? You'll move to Australia and you'll be unhappy with your neighbor in Australia. Then you'll be unhappy with the rules in Australia. Then you'll move to New Zealand and you'll, whatever. Then you'll move to, you can't run away from you. I've watched people. They come to our church, join our church, and they leave our church because there's this wrong with our church. Then they join another church, then the same thing's wrong in that church. We have to follow God. It's not time to pursue the blessings. It's time to pursue God. We've got to get to the place where we truly believe God. No excuses. Trust God to deliver our nation. Trust God to deliver us in our business. Trust God to deliver us in our battles. We have to follow God. We have to follow God. We have to follow His presence. We've got to stop cutting God out of the equation. We have to walk in all God has got for us. To continually experience breakthroughs in 22, 2022, we have to follow God. We have to prioritize His presence. Not religion, not half-heartedly. I mean, it's time. It's time for Christians. They were called Christians in Antioch for the first time for a reason, because they were like Christ. They were called little Christs. It's time for Christians to rise up. It's time for Christians to show up. It's time for Christians to show up and represent Jesus in politics. It's time for Christians to show up and represent Jesus on the sports field. It's time for Christians to show up and represent Jesus wherever we are. 
You want your family saved? Show up. Be consistent in your faith. Become more like Jesus. Oh, we're not going to go to church this morning because it's such a beautiful day. We're going to go to the beach. No, 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 no. I'm going to church first. I'll meet you there. Be consistent. Be consistent. Be consistent. Be consistent. I'm going to worship Him first. I'm going to sacrifice my time first for Him. I'm going to serve Him. Oh, do you want to come with us to the movie? No, I've made a commitment to the church to lead a home cell. Show up. Do you want to come with us to this? No, no, I made a commitment to feed the poor. Show up. We've got to live lives that are consistent. My mother got saved four, uh, two weeks before she died, four years ago. So I was saved 24 years of consistently telling them about Jesus. 24 years. I got criticized. I got laughed at. I'm sure I was a discussion at many family meetings and lunches and dinners. There's Glenn not coming for Christmas again because he's preaching. <laughs> His poor family, they don't have the tradition of Christmas because he's preaching. <laughs> There's Easter, no, no, no Easter lamb for him because he's preaching. Oh, you know, these guys, these happy clappies. Oh, you know, why doesn't he drink anymore? Why doesn't he do this anymore? Why? I mean, I've heard all the stories. Why? Why? Because he comes first. You see, I'm not a pastor that happens to be a Christian. I don't do this because I'm a pastor. I don't witness to people wherever I go because I'm a pastor. I do it because I'm a Christian. But what has God gifted me to do in the body of Christ is to be a pastor. So that's what I am. Like God's gifted you to be a great mother, a great father, a doctor, a nurse, a teacher. That's your gift. But you're first a Christian. And we've got to pursue God first. We've got to take His presence wherever you go. You take His presence with you. It's not like you got one cloak for this venue and another cloak for that venue. And then when you come to church, you put on the Jesus cloak. No, if you are a personal trainer, you take Jesus to your clients. If you are a teacher, you take Jesus to those kids. If you own a business, you take Jesus to your clients and to those that work for you. This is not a thing you put on once a week. We have to pursue His presence. We have to run after God. We have to follow Him. We have to get back to church, back to the Word, back to prayer, back to purpose, back to obedience. We need to get back to the place where it all started, in the presence of Jesus, where we said, Lord, have it all. I prayed that prayer, Lord, 29, 28 years ago. But you know, Lord, um, you can have that, but you can't have that. I always laugh at people when they say, I'll never do that. I'm talking about Christians. Because every word you utter, God hears. I used to say, I'll never be a pastor. 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 Oh, those guys are a bunch of wussies. Those guys are this. Those guys are that. And then I get saved and I go, I'm going to become a pastor. I'll never go there for the Lord, really. Tempt him. You'll interrupt your calendar. You'll interrupt your clock. Follow him. Follow him because that's where the peace is found. Follow him because that's where his presence is. 
I mean, Exodus 33, Moses says in verse 14, and he said, my God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. God, we want your presence above all. Psalm 23, verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will prioritize His presence. What's going to happen when I prioritize God's presence? Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy will follow me wherever I go. So we have to follow His presence. We have to follow His promise. His promise. Not my promise, His promise. Not my will be done, your will be done. That's why it's so important to study the Word of God. Do not be conformed to this world, Romans 12 verse 2, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do I change my will to His will? I transform my mind, how? By the Word. The Word. You see, the moment you are born again, legally you rule and reign with Christ. You're no longer below, you're above. You're the head, not the tail, above, not beneath, blessed, coming in, blessed, going on, etc., etc., etc. Legally you rule and reign. But experientially there's a process. I mean, honestly, when I just started out ministry, the first pastor's fraternal I went to, one of the very few I went to, I was asked to read out of the book of Hezekiah. And if, if I had to take you all into a meeting and say, please read from the book of Hezekiah, many of you would pretend you knew. And probably like me, you would go like, that sounds like an Old Testament book, and you'll take your Bible and start doing this. Trying to find Hezekiah. Oh, none of you. Okay, you all know where Hezekiah is. It's not in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament, right? Some of you are totally confused. Well, I stood there like this, doing this, and then the one guy said, it's one of those small books, and I said, yeah, 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 it's one of those small books. And then I heard a snigger and a snigger, and really Hezekiah was a king, he wasn't a book in the Bible, etc. They were setting me up. Many of us know bits of Scripture, we quote parts of scripture but do we know what scripture says i saw an interesting debate and, and fight on social media this last week it was talking about money in the church <laughs> such basic christian fundamentals and somebody wrote there there's so much trouble in the church because the love of money is the i mean money is the root of all evil and i thought have you got two brain cells to write that you don't even know your bible and you want to become a theologian the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you really want to get into it, the Bible tells the apostles, it says to them, command those who are rich in the present age to give. Who's rich here? Give. 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 On the other side of the camera, the Bible says, command. Ooh, now we're going to get serious. I'm not talking about faith rich. Who's rich? Because I'm going to tell no, no, not a faith rich. Do you know what rich is? Command those who are rich in this present age. Let, let's get serious about it. What happens if God says you own three houses, God says sell one, give that money to the church? But you want to debate about 
Money's the root of No, no, the love of money. When money has you, that's what causes evil. Money is amoral. It takes on the nature of whose hands it's in. <laughs> Did you have to bring up money? Yes. Because you've got to scratch where it itches. We've got to know what the promise is. And we've got to follow God's promises, which actually is obey what the Word of God says. And to obey God, we need to know His Word, the Logos, the written Word, and the Rhema, the revealed Word. Oh, I received a prophecy, Pastor, really? And, and, and based on what Scripture is that prophecy? No, the man of God came to me in a meeting and said, the Lord's going to prosper you. Really, while you sit on your behind, God's going to prosper you. Sure. The Bible says, he who does not work will not eat, and he's worse than an unbeliever. Work is not a curse. Yes, God will prosper you. Yes, it's the will of God to prosper you. Yes, God wants you to have an overflow. The blessing of the Lord maketh one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. But, but you need to do your part. There's God's part and your part. I can give you a scripture when I talk about this being a year of divine restoration and recovery. I can give you many scriptures for next year, but I'm waiting for Pastor a specific one about next year being a year of many breakthroughs. And why do I need a scripture? Because I stand on the Word of God and I work the Word of God and I speak the Word of God. When somebody comes to Durban and they go, wow, this place was really messed up. Wow, this is bad, eh? I go, no, no, no. God is busy positioning Durban for revival. I will give a word for that. I've got a word for that. I've got the Logos and I've got the Rhema. I'm not getting into agreement with a naysayer about my life, about my future, about my children. Oh, my kids are nearly two. I'm, I'm bracing myself for the terrible twos. Where is the terrible twos in your Bible? Are you really a Christian that you're willing to talk about the terrible twos over your two-year-old? You need a snot club. How can you speak negativity about your children? Hmm? Oh, this little devil. Excuse me, what did you call your child? You need to know the Word of God. What does God's Word say? The Logos, the written Word. And what is the rhema, the revealed Word? I mean, if God says go, then go. If God says stay, then stay. But follow Jesus. So many people want to immigrate. They come to me and say, Pastor, I really want to immigrate. What must I say? God told me to immigrate. Amen. I'm telling you the truth now what I say to them. If you tell me God said, what, how can I fight with you? A brother phoned me the other day, a brother. Said me starting a church in Durban and, and, and he won't take any of my members. I went like, whatever. If God told you to start a church in Durban, start a church in Durban. I'm not God. Right? But I'm going to scratch now. Because if you call to immigrate, immigrate, listen carefully. What word did God give you? Not did you open the Bible, I mean, the one brother said to me, I'm waiting and praying for a word. No, no, no. You don't have to wait and pray. God would have spoken. The fact that you have to wait and pray means it's not God. 
Ooh, pastor. We know somebody that's done it. And, and, and listen to me carefully this morning. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Because you can manipulate any word you want to to make it work for you. There was a, an elder in a church once of a very large church. It was small at that stage. And the elder committed adultery and was sleeping with somebody else's wife. And, and, and when the pastor went to him, obviously young at that stage, and said to him, Brother so-and-so, it's come to my attention that there's a rumor. I don't believe it's true that, you, that you're sleeping with so-and-so's wife. And the elder said, I am. He was quite shocked. He said, but you know, it's not wrong. He said, no, God told me I could. And the young pastor said, well, do you perhaps have a scripture for it? He said, yes, I do. And the pastor was blown away, and they sat in this meeting. And he said, uh, would you share with me what that scripture is? He said, sure, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can manipulate God's word to whatever we want it to work for us. But when it becomes a rhema, it's based on the logos, but it becomes a rhema, you can't get away from it. It's standing in you. God said to me, Gen Acts 26, arise and stand, and I'll be a witness of you, uh, for you, of, 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 of what you know and what I will still show you, what I've shown you and what I will still show you. Acts 26, whenever I go through a battle, I go back to what God told me. I can give you many scriptures. Why? Because there will be, be battles in your life, and you, the only thing that is sure is God and His Word. So you want to immigrate based on what word? Is it a rhema word? In Genesis 12, God comes to Abram and says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country. Oh, there's the word I was praying about. Go and have more cornflakes, man. I'm trying to show you something. The Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. There's a purpose for the blessing. Empower to prosper and to succeed. There's a purpose for it. And make your name great. There's a reason God gives you promotion. And you will be a blessing. Empower others. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Purpose. So Abram departed obedience as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he had departed from Haran. Now watch this. Now the Lord said to Abram. Now the Lord said to Abram. Listen carefully. Now the Lord said to Abram. We don't move for lifestyle. We don't move for opportunity. We move for purpose. We are Christians. Listen to me. We are servants of God. We are children of God. We're here to serve the purpose of God in our generation and he knows best, and we need to follow him. I know this message is going to irritate some. But if we're preparing for 2022, we need to get serious with God. I was phoned this last week and said that there's a new TV station called Belito TV, and they on our, on our, uh, we are on their program, and it's the most views they've ever got. Maybe it'll be the least views now. Because I'm talking to some people that are sitting at home in their comfort, and I'm challenging you to get back to church, getting back to purpose, getting back to serving God. Not my will, but your will be done. Not my house, but His house. Not my job, but His job. Not my career, but His career. Not my business, but His business. Don't talk about all the great things God wants to do if you're not willing to surrender all the great things God has given you. Nice amens. Amen, pastor. Preach it. Not really. 
The Lord said to Abram, when I came to Durban to spy out the land, I wasn't looking for a job. I wasn't looking for a word. I wasn't looking for a spiritual encounter. My pastor just said, Glenn, how about planting a church in Durban? I went like, Durban. And I drove here. And as I drove past Pavilion Shopping Center, I didn't know what it was called the Pavilion at the time. God just said to me, Casey, it didn't be known for its political rivalry between the ANC and IFP. It will be known for revival and you'll be instrumental in it. God gave me a few scriptures. Violence will no longer be heard in your land. God told me what you got to do and we keep doing it. 20 years later, we're still doing it. Whatever the enemy has stolen is coming back much greater. But we have to do it God's way. We have to do it based on His Word, based on the Logos, based on the Rhema. Isaiah 48, 17 says, Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am, guess what, the Lord your God, who teaches you. Where do most conflicts come with teachers? At schools, at universities. Those that are training you as mentors is when they're telling you to do what you don't want to do because they're more experienced in it than you are. The sooner we recognize that He is Lord and we are not, the sooner we surrender to Him and say, God, you have your way with me. Me doing it my way has led to destruction. The Bible says He is the Lord our God who teaches us to profit, who leads us by the way we should go. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added, be added unto you. The first disciples called in Mark 4, verse 18, it says, He said to them, I'll give you, uh, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Verse 19, and they immediately left their nets and followed Him. They were successful, but they decided we're not going to try and wrestle with Him, we're going to follow Him. I want to say to you today, and I've got to close because time is running out, that no matter what you have gone through, God's got you through it. What He's done before, we can do again. We've been through the fire, we've been through the famine, the wave of COVID, the riots. We've got to continually trust Him. We've got to continually follow Him. We've got to continually obey Him. We've got to continually serve Him. What the enemy intended for my harm, God's going to turn around for my good for His glory, to save many people alive. We've got to believe that we're going to come out of this thing stronger. We're going to come out of this thing more blessed. We're going to come out of this thing more on fire. I don't care if the boss says you're losing your job. I want to tell you God's got a better job for you. I don't care if you lost that contract. What I'm going to say to you is there's a better contract coming your way. I need some people who believe that God is God, that He's still on the throne, that He's still in control, that He still is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, and everything in between. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He is for you. He's not against you. He's not forgotten you. Oh, come on, somebody. Just praise God for a moment. Last thing I want to say. We have to follow Him. We have to know the Word. We have to follow the Word. And we've got to build our lives by following His principles, His teachings. Not just knowing the Word, but following it. The Bible says in Galatians 6, do not be deceived. 
God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, and he's talking money again. No, no. Gossip. Gossip. Gossip is a seed. Negativity is a seed. Laziness is a seed. Slothfulness is a seed. How's your car looking? I'm trusting God for a bigger car. And your small one is a clean. Is your bed made? Seed. We want to lead ill-disciplined lives, and we want God to bless us. But God says, if you're faithful in little, I'll give you much. If you're faithful in what belongs to another man, I'll give you your own. If you're faithful in unrighteous mammon money, I'll give you true heavenly riches. Uh, whatever a man sows. I've got no friends. Put a smile on your dial. Have you looked at yourself in the mirror lately? Who wants to be your friend? You look like an oxygen thief. You are grumpy and rude to people and you want to have friends. My brother, my sister, I'm not talking to anybody here. Or I'm not talking to any of us. I'm just saying, be friendly. The Bible says it and you shall have friends. <laughs> Country's negative. <laughs> exactly. Who wants to be your friend? Whatever a man sows. It's easy to be around people that are cheerful. Do not be deceived. God loves you, whether you're cheerful or not, but don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to my way, to my comfort, to my flesh, it's all about me, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, his will, the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. Next week we're going to talk about it. Having a great attitude. An attitude of thankfulness. An attitude of gratitude. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially of those, to those who are of the household of faith. Now listen to me carefully. It doesn't matter who you are. And what gift you have. And how much money you have. And how much success in inverted commas you have. God cannot be mocked. What you sow in life, you reap. Now listen carefully. I love the scripture. I came across this last week from Pastor Ut. Galatians 6 verse 7 in the JBP translation says this. Don't be under any illusion. You cannot make a fool of God. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. When God speaks to Isaac, he responds by sowing. In other words, he responds with a commitment, a decision. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to follow His presence. I'm going to obey His word. 
Doesn't matter what I'm going through right now. It's a second famine, uh, a third wave, fourth wave, fifth wave, sixth wave, whatever they want to call it. It's economic turmoil. Petrol price has gone up. I'm going to follow God's way. I'm going to build my life on God's principles. I'm going to speak life in that situation. I'm going to be a blessing to people. I'm going to bring hope where there's hopelessness. I'm going to be faithful to His Word. I'm going to be obedient to His Word. I'm going to surrender to His will. I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to build my life on the way that God would have me live it. Watch this. When God speaks to Isaac, he responds by commitment to God's presence, commitment to God's pre- promise, commitment to God's principles. And the Bible says the man began to prosper. In other words, he began. He saw the, the cloud the size of a man's hand. doesn't matter how big the progress was or how small he saw the progress. He had the little victory. He saw the little opportunity. He saw that new small contract. You see, we've got to get to the place, family, that is not debating the word anymore. We've got to get to the place where we don't have another option besides G-O-D. When I came to Durban, one of the things God spoke to me about was I had people that were offering me other opportunities. One guy offered me, who was running a corporation, offered me a good job with a good salary and told me I was irresponsible to come to Durban with no money and no support. And God said this to me, no tears, no regrets, no turning back. And then he said another thing, kill all plan Bs. Because while you committed Partially, you're not committed. I'm partially committed to you, God. You can have this part of my life, and you can have that part of my life, and you can have that part of my life, and you can have this part of my life. Worship team, come. And you can have that part of my life, and you can have, but, but you can't have that part of my life. We've got to get to the place where we committed all. 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 If you're not fully surrendered, you're not surrendered at all. That third song, slowly, in a moment. We have to, like Isaac, keep on digging new wells. Four times, I haven't got the time to get into it, the Philistines try to stop at the wells of Isaac's father's. But Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Jeral and dwelt there. Four times Isaac dug again the wells. You've got to keep on trusting God. Keep on believing God. Keep on worshiping God. I want us all to stand for a second. There in Belito, watching on Faith TV, Belito TV, listening to the podcast watching live on YouTube, Facebook. I don't know where you are, what you're going through, but I know God loves you. And the first thing God wants you to do is to be serious about your relationship. I didn't say not have joy. I said get serious about your relationship with God. It's time for us as Christians to show up. To show up and represent Jesus. To get back to the place where it all started, in His presence. Come on, just for a moment. You know your heart. You know what has got you distracted. 
You know what has taken priority. And all I'm asking you this morning, your moment with God. That part that says, re-surrender. I come before you this morning, Lord. And I give myself back to you. every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. No matter where you are, what you've done, where you've been. I want you to hear me today. God loves you. The Bible says He knocks on the door of your heart. He woos you unto Himself, but you still have to open up your heart to Him. Here in this building, there in Belito, watching on television, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are. Listen to me today. God loves you. And He wants to have a real relationship with you. Maybe you've never surrendered your heart to Jesus, or you have, but you've wandered away. Something else came and took priority in your life, and you realize as I'm speaking, as I'm talking, God is speaking to you. It's time to come back to Him. It's time to surrender. It's time to re-surrender. It's time to make His presence your number one priority. Because it's in His presence that you find fullness of joy, peace, life forevermore. Come on, God loves you. But you have to open up yourself to Him this morning. While every head is bowed, every eye is closed, believers are praying here in Durban, there in Belito. We're praying for you this morning. 
And I ask you to surrender while every head is bowed. Slip your hands and say, you're talking to me. I've never given my heart to him. I have, but I've wandered away. Come on, let me see your hand unashamedly. Slip it up high. Say yes. Here in Durban, lift it up high. Say yes, God's speaking to me. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. You haven't yet raised your hand. Lift it up high so I can see it. Say yes, pray for me. Include me in that prayer. Bless you. Thank you. In the back, thank you. Over there, thank you. They're in Belito. Slip it up high. Say yes, you're talking to me. Maybe you're a person that comes to church every Sunday, but your love for God has grown cold. You're not serving Him the way you should and fully surrendered. It's time to surrender. Come on, slip up your hand. Watching on Faith TV. Watching on Belito. At the back, I see your hand. Bless you. Thank you. Behind that pillar, thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Watching on YouTube, Facebook, in your home. Come on, slip it up high unashamedly. Come on, God loves you. Offense has gone into your heart. Listen to me, my brother, my sister. Offense is always taken, never given. Come on, it's time to forgive, time to forget, time to move on. Get back into God's presence. Jesus had to forgive you. Make a decision to forgive that brother, that sister that hurt you. Get back to his presence. Say, yes, I'm coming back this morning. I'm surrendering myself to him this morning. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You may put your hand down. You may all look at me right now. If you raised your hand, whether here in this building, there in Belito this morning, we want to pray with you, lead you in a prayer. Still adhering to all COVID regulations. If you raised your hand, should have raised your hand, there on the other side of that camera, I'm asking you to step out of your chair in the buildings here in Durban and Belito and come meet me at the front. The rest of you on the other side of the camera, just wait. We're going to pray in a moment. Come on. Your love, your encouragement will help somebody come to Christ. Come on. You raised your hand, should have raised your hand. Many of you raised your hands. Come on. Come on, come. Now's the time to come. Come on, come. Come. Unashamedly, you serious with God. You're going to fully surrender. It doesn't matter who's here, what's here, where you've been, what you've done. God loves you. Come on there on the other side of the camera. Get off that couch and take a step forward and say, today I'm giving myself back to God. No, come on, CRC. Clap. Clap, 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 clap. Your love, your encouragement will help people. They're in Belito. Come on, many raise their hands here. Many, 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 many. Come on, keep coming. Many raise. Come on, come on, come. Come, come. Say to your brother, your sister, I'll walk with you. Come on. Keep clapping. Come on, come on, keep clapping. Keep clapping. You know, I, I, I put a chicken pie in the, in, 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 the, in, the, in the stove before the service started because I really felt that uh, we'd be finished by this time. Burn, chicken pie, burn. God's agenda. Can I say this honestly today? There are people in our buildings. There are people watching via television. And you've surrendered part of your lives. And you're wanting full breakthrough in 2022. Full breakthrough doesn't come through partial surrender. I can stand before you as a man of God and tell you I've forgiven every person that has harmed me. Every person that's lied about me. I don't have bitterness towards any single person. Some of them I might not be allowed to become leaders in our church ever again. But that's because if somebody bites you once, it's their fault. If they bite you twice, it's your fault. But in terms of unforgiveness, total at peace. If they're in trouble, I'll help them. But some of us are standing in this place and we're holding on to grudges and bitterness and unforgiveness. It's strong in my spirit. And that is what is stopping you getting your breakthrough. 
You have to surrender. If you cannot forgive those who've sinned against you, God cannot forgive you. And it's holding you back. You're good people. I'm asking you this morning, make that decision. Don't take last year's hurt and bitterness into 2022. I'm not going to sow a seed because, you know, uh, uh, um, last time I sowed, I didn't make money out of it. Really? Who said you have money? Huh? Some people walk away from the service today and all they think is I've talked about money. Money, Jesus calls it the least. But if you're not faithful in it, where your treasure is there, your heart is also, I can, I can go into money if you want me to. I'm talking about your attitude of your heart, your motive of your heart. Come give yourself back to Him, man. He loves you. Come give yourself back to Him. You're still standing in your chair and there's a stirring in your heart. You know that you haven't fully surrendered to God. There's whatever it is that's holding you back. Give it to Him this morning. Come on, it's time. I really believe that business person, whoever, I don't know who you are, whatever you are, God loves you. But I'm asking you, 30 seconds, there in Belito, step out of that chair. Come and surrender fully back to Him. Not my will, but your will. Here in Belito, in Durban, come quickly, come, come, come. I'm telling you there's people here. Come, 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 come on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Say to your wife, listen, it's time. Say to your husband, oh, come on. We're going to start again. We're going to re-surrender to God this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. Some of you older people have to give yourself fully back to God. Some of you older people, come on. Stop being so religious. Your stand for God will cause your family to come, will cause your friends to come. But it's time to get the fire of God back. And that comes through surrender. Come on, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You want that breakthrough for your family. It starts with you breaking before the presence of God. Oh, I'm fighting with somebody this morning. I'm fighting for you and I'm fighting for your family. But you somehow want to be stubborn. Oh, surrender, 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 surrender. Why do we have to fight sometimes? Why are we so hard-headed sometimes? Why? Why? Oh, I'm fighting for somebody this morning. I'm fighting for people. Fully surrender. Not my will be done, but your will be done. God will leave you, never leave you worse off than He found you. There's somebody here that's trusting God for a breakthrough in their family, but you, you're trusting it because it's not packaged the way you want it to be packaged. You know what that is? That's dictating to God. We have to surrender to Him. Because when you surrender, you find His will. When you surrender, you find His way. When you surrender, you put yourself back in God's hand that He can work with you. Okay, what a privilege, what an honor to pray with you. Somebody's still coming. We'll wait for them. Put your hand upon your heart. Let's pray this prayer. Simple prayer. Just pray this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, 
I believe that you are the Son of God. You died for my sins. You rose from the grave to give me life. And I give myself back to you. Take your rightful place as my Lord, as my Savior. I surrender. I surrender my whole life. Every area, that which makes sense and that which makes no sense. And Father, I thank you that you will turn it around for my good, for your glory, to save many people alive. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We want to pray with you, lead you in a prayer. Just for a second, if you would turn to your left, my right here in Durban. Follow the past in Belita. If you're at home, please contact the details on the screen and write to us. We want to pray with you. We want to help you. Come on, give them a great big God bless you, man. I appreciate every single time I see somebody give their heart to Jesus. And this morning, there are many, many giving their hearts to Christ. It's time to reach our world.